Working on the van setup, I got, or I'm actually putting stuff away right now, trying to keep it uh, neat and organized. I've uh, been dropping videos, probably going to be daily of uh, different pack out setups, you know, that are not full videos. And then if I have time, we will get a uh, van tour because people have been asking me how I'm using the, you know, the pack out um, setups, different things that I've been putting together. Um, and I really keep it as simplified as I can. Uh, getting the van the way I want it without having to do any like heavy modifications. So, let me see. I'm gonna pull up the chat right now, hold on. And let me know if, you, if the audio drops out or anything. I think I have decent signal out here. My iPad on the other hand. All right. All right, so there's people coming in. Um, so like I said, welcome to the Reliable HVACR uh, live stream on YouTube. If you can't stay for the whole show, still, um, or watching it at a different, at a later time and you don't want to watch the whole video, it is a podcast. Remember that go listen on Spotify or anything or anywhere that you listen to uh, podcasts and whatnot. All right, so audio is good. Trying to get my chat to show up. So yeah, I got back at a decent time. I was uh, out of town for uh, work today, made it back at a decent time. If not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do the live stream, but here we are, so we're good. All right, here we go. Miguel, what's up? Uh, tech tie, here we go, yeah. Uh, still new to this stuff, so it's going to be... Uh, Something as I as I go, I learn how to do all this stuff. So, Steve's in the house. Van looks good. Appreciate it. Uh, Randy, I see you use Economaster motors for your HVAC repairs. Uh, they seem pretty pretty good motors because I actually have one on my Miller package because the original uh, GE condenser fan motor died. So. Yeah, he's talking about those Economasters. Uh, those are the common ones that I carry. Uh, these are the common ones that I carry. So they just uh, sit on the shelf there. Quarter. Well, these, this is a universal one. It's one third to one six, which is usually what I work on. Uh, 1075. And 
208. So super most common one that I use. I just go in there and I tell them I need a 1075. They have these right at the front. Everybody grabs them. Just slide them on there. Uh, Adrian, those LED lights are fire. These were actually recommended to me by um, HVAC Life 101. If you guys are on Instagram, I think he he started a YouTube channel too. But I don't know if he has if he's had <coughs> time to do anything. But I saw his van that he's working on, and he's doing a similar uh, setup. But he has a much bigger van, uh, like a taller one or something. And he he made the walls like complete pack out mounted. Uh, so I thought that was cool. And then I noticed his lights and I was like, Hey, I need something, uh, to light up my van. Cause it gets really dim in here and, uh, they're off Amazon. So put those in, I'm not done with them. They're just held on by wire nuts right now, but I wanted to test them and it actually lights up very well. So it comes in, uh, I think it's like 20, no, one, two, three. Yeah, 20 of these little pieces that are together. You cut them and size them out how you need them. And got them going all the way to the front. Got my pack out tower right there. Uh, recovery tanks on that side. Pack out tower. And then that Vito um, little storage wall there. You hang it on the, or wherever you want to. It has uh, different ways to mount it. You can hang it, you can uh, drill and kind of mount it with screws. That holds all my, like, well, not my cleaners, but that's my leak detector, the bubbles. Some cans, like, of oil and um, that, that stuff you spray on, like the coils, if you're, if you're trying to seal them from salt water and all that because we do I'm about two hours from the coast so once we get closer that way I have to use that to coat my coils and different things I do have and that's where I was so I recorded uh, some units that were falling apart I don't think I posted them yet anywhere but I recorded a little bit and uh, somebody sprayed all the coils Right, so the coils are not rusted out, but the whole unit, everything that's metal, is falling apart. They had a makeup air unit that was just toppled over and falling in, and then their front AC actually had to be tarped off because it was there was, there was already holes going through, like I think in the compressor compartment. So it's you can see straight through to the to the under the roof or under the unit and anytime it rained they started getting a bunch of water inside so then right now it's tarped off and we basically have to condemn it for now surprisingly they have not approved a new unit i think we already quoted let's see one two they're gonna need three new package units and their trains one of them was recently replaced and on that one i think they did coat it uh, I offered to coat it, so I probably would have done um, a little more to protect it, but it's the the hail guards and everything are already rusted out. So they need three package units. They need to 
be cautious with that new one that's not even or maybe it's a year old and then they have uh, three walk-ins that are falling apart and their makeup air it's like the salt water just got to it it's all rusted out uh, Randy the original GE fan condenser or fa condenser fan motor on my unit was actually one-eighth horsepower and the new one is one-fourth and it seems like it works okay but the horse does the horsepower actually matter yes um, I guess yes and no like I said on these there's a range on them so this one is one-third to one-sixth If you have a, what did you say, one eighth? You just have to make sure it's pulling enough air out. Uh, the only way you're going to know that, you said it was a package AC. You just got to make sure it's pulling uh, air. I don't know if it just has one motor or if it has uh, several. If one is not pulling as much as the other, there's going to be a little bit of an issue there. Um, and then sometimes, like if it's pull, if it's blowing air out and all that, then maybe you'll get away with it. Like you said, it's been if it works, it works. That happens a lot. But if, like one time, I accidentally put in the wrong horsepower, but it wasn't. Like it had the the right R, the RPMs were the same and everything, but I miss I guess I miss uh, or I didn't read it right. Uh, the only issue I had was that it wouldn't spin the blade because the blade um, was too heavy for the motor that I put in. I think I put in like a like a quarter or something or one of these, and it was actually like a half horsepower uh, motor. So the smaller one that I put in, I mean they all look the same. They're all the same size physically. It's just the horsepower, right? Uh, even though it's the same style, the same RPM, based on the horsepower, it could not turn the blade because the blade was so heavy. So then I learned it that way, like, you know, make sure you check the horsepower. Um, but if they're like, if it's not that far off, it, it could work. Like universal ones, it gives you a range. So it's, it doesn't have to be on the dot, but uh, it's always best to go with the original or very close to it. Uh, the only thing is like, yeah, I won't spin as well, handle the blade or, you know, something like that. Uh, Fernando, I'm from... Fort Worth area, I was wondering if you know of any uh, trade shows that come to Texas. Actually, I'm not sure I was going to look into that too because I want to go to the AHR um, Expo, but that's in Atlanta, you know. I made it to the Vegas one last time, but I'm not a big uh, traveler. So if there's anything closer, I would love to look into that. If I know of anything, I'll let you know.
I've been using this thing like daily now. Um, this thing comes in so like so clutch for cleaning out little condensers. If you guys do refrigeration, you know, it comes apart. So right now I'm going to put in a pack out. Every time I use it, I usually let it out or leave it out in the back to dry because it, you know, it has a little bit of water in there. And I got flour like on all my stuff now. So yeah, if you do little condensers, this one's pretty cool. Um, you can do rooftop units with it too, but it's gonna take a little while or quite a bit of water. So I had a pizza place with a whole bunch of flour caked into the, um, the condenser, it was a little cooler. And then yesterday I had a walk-in that they have fried chicken uh, they keep fried chicken in there and they use flour and all that to fry it so the whole back evaporator was caked too and if you don't want to run a hose uh, through the whole kitchen just set this up fill up a water bottle and then it has a quick connect so i was letting it out to dry i'm going to put it in the pack out which is the video that i put out earlier today Everything goes in the pack out, nice and neat. Just try not to have a messy van all the time. So how is everybody doing this week? Is there anybody working late? You got calls coming in. Uh, I know a lot of you guys have like no heat. I don't have any no, no heat. I was hoping it was going to be cold uh, tonight. It's not. It's 40 degrees up until a couple days ago. Back to 80 degree weather. And I think either in the middle of the night or tomorrow, it's supposed to get like another cold front, like 50. So we'll see how that goes. pack out put together goes up there and we're done with it this is the vacuum setup from yesterday nice and easy has everything I need to do vacuums everything clicks in place and then on the doors I got these little um, parts containers so that has all my wiring and different things. And right now I'll show you what's in the shelves and stuff. I need to do a van tour, but I need to finish cleaning up. Like all of this is wire nuts right now. I'm making sure that all this is mounted correctly. Uh, I actually have something back there that you're not supposed to see. I'll move it right now. 
right, chat is coming in. Uh, Adrian got a low voltage short callback. Uh, package unit heat strips and blower runs without a call. So was that the original call? Because you're saying it's a callback. I hate when uh, customers try to get me with that and they're like, you were just here working on it or whatever. And then uh, I'm like, yeah, well, let me see. If it's the same problem, I'll cover it under warranty or whatever. But if it's, uh, if it's a new problem that you know didn't come up, when I was here, then it's not a callback and I gotta charge you for it. So that's the only bad thing. So when you're working on something, you gotta make sure that you go through everything. And then like, if it's like an ice machine or even like a walk-in or, or a reach-in, uh, if you would do like coolers and stuff, make sure you cycle it several times. So like, I like to wait for it to satisfy. And then I leave the doors open a little bit, close it up, let the temperature rise. And then, um, you know, see it come back on, what temperature, uh, make note of what temperature it's keeping and prevent callbacks. If you see something, write it down. If it's something you can take care of, do it. If, if it's something that you need uh, approval for, let them know. And then, uh, yeah, just, uh, I hate callbacks and I hate being told Something's a callback when it's like something com completely different. And like with ice machines, make sure you do like three batches before you leave, because it could do one and then give an error uh, code after that. Uh, Javier, it's slowing down in Corpus area. Are you guys, your temperature might be like what it is for me. Like it's cool, but it's not cold yet. I don't know if you guys are getting that or if you're getting uh, colder temps in Corpus, because that's super close to us. Cooling with Kraus in the building. Yo, I got to get into my van and reorganize some things. Had some 50s here back in 80s as well, but maintenances with a call are so sprinkled in. So yeah, this is like the slow season i try to keep busy because i do um i mostly do kitchen refrigeration to be honest so right now i got a lot of uh freezers down that's keeping me uh busy of course summer is for acs we don't really get any uh no heat calls so i don't have to deal with that right now but i do love watching it so like i, I go on youtube and i watch everybody who does the no heat calls and then uh especially the gas ones because everybody here is electric heat already. Uh, I don't see any gas uh, furnaces, like for sure furnaces, like we don't see uh, residential houses with, with, with much gas. It's like phasing out basically. A lot of the older people are the ones that have it still. And then uh, as far as package units, it's like one out of every five might have gas on the roof. Um, but we're not, we're not seeing it that much. And if it, if it, if I do see it, it's cause it's an older unit and every time they get sold a new unit, it's with electrical, I mean, it's with electric heating. Uh, 
Uh, RX just got off, put a thermostat control on a rail system. Awesome. I think last week was my week working late. This week hasn't been so bad. I think today was decent. Yesterday, six o'clock, I'll, I'll call that a good day. Um, but we'll see, the week just started, you never know. Fernando, been slow since September, mostly one call a day. Are you working at a company? Um, do you work for yourself? When you, when you work for yourself, it's not so bad. It's when you have like employees to pay that you kind of worry about it. So like we have, we have several franchises, you know, thankfully, and a lot of them are good customers. So we kind of know how many, we, how many accounts we have to have to make sure we pay everybody. Um, but yeah, when we started, it was up and down. There's times where we're like, you know, it's a little too slow to have got like all these guys around. So right now we're okay. We're a team of five. So I want to say, let's see, we have one, two, three. We have about four, it's golf season. Uh, we have about four major accounts, which are gonna be like franchise, like fast food chains and whatnot. And then we have a lot of little uh, local accounts where they have like two, three restaurants around at the most. Um, so, you know, one of those keeps each of us busy. Back in the day, though, we had uh, nothing but 24-7 restaurants, like 24 hours a day uh, that they were open, and those were horrible. Like the IHOPs, the Denny's. Uh, we were going to get stripes, but I was like, uh, we were like already tired of that kind of work. So, like, I think when it gets slow here, I run less than four calls. On a good day, I run four to five. But if it slows down, every now and then it's like a couple calls. But I also have uh, other things to do. So I have uh, lots of paperwork, computer stuff to do. So keep myself busy one way or another. Economizer. Heat strips and blower runs without a call. Check the economizer. A lot of our, uh, I'm not even super familiar with, with the economizers or I don't have much experience with them because nobody ends up using them here. They, they break and then they just leave them, they leave them bypassed. And then they end up doing the manual, like damper stuff. 
Uh, for yo, you work for a company only uh, three years in the trade though. Only three years, so they got you running uh, calls on your own already then. Three years in the trade, that's, you just started. Richie, you're in here, did you hear? I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. I already like tuned them out, but maybe there was a rooster. I'm outside, the doors are open. It's golf season, tons of work in Phoenix, Arizona. You guys are probably the only other ones besides like my area of Texas that gets busy all year round because like I said today, it was 80 to 90. So I did have one AC call, but like I said, a lot of my stuff right now is, is refrigeration. It's a lot of freezers that are going down, uh, walk-ins, you know, a lot of lack of maintenance. So like dirty coils, uh, a lot of thermostats also. Kraus, I'm originally from Maryland and all and was all gas and oil. Once I moved to Florida, there are a few furnaces that there are a few. Uh, generally, I'm the guy that goes to the furnace calls because some guys haven't seen one. It's it's a thing, man. Like I am not probably not that good if I get sent out to no heat because I'm like who. Who's using their heater down here? You don't see it. Not unless like the other year that we had that nasty freeze, but it's only like for a few days and then it goes away. I don't like Texas, no green stuff. So many heat pumps. We don't have any heat pumps here. I came across one. I think I've only seen one. Uh, and it was actually out of town. It, it's still in my area. It's only like an hour away. But I was like, oh wow, a heat pump. So I was like, I was like, don't tell me it's, uh, it's the heat pump, the reversing valve, because I was like, I don't have any experience with that. But it ended up being, um, a sh they had a short on one and then like uh, some major some minor leak so I was like man if I have to replace a, re a reversing valve I've never done one but I guess you got to learn at some point good until the power goes out tell me about it so like that time that we had in Texas, our major freeze that was like a week long. And we had no electricity for like a week, I think, or more. I don't know if it was longer than a week. Um, everybody was screwed. Nobody had heat. Like I said, it's all electric. Nobody had any way to cook. Every, all the stoves are electric here. So everybody like, like I said, like a lot of the older people have that stuff. So like my parents have 
a gas stove. Um, I think they have electric heat right now, but they have a gas stove. So at least I had the stove to cook and all that. But yeah, we were so screwed when all, when the electricity gave out and that sucks so bad. Uh, but that's what you got to uh, deal with when you go that route. And I don't know what it is. It's just like a thing. Uh, nobody really has gas hookups anymore. Uh, they don't, they want everything on the electric bill. I converted my AC to a heat pump. That was fun. Nobody had propane in Texas. Um, I don't have, I think around here, it's not as common. Everybody has their, uh, their pit, their barbecue pits, and it's all wood or charcoal. Even myself, I don't have a propane uh, grill. So uh, we do have them in case of emergencies now because of that, but no. Uh, I don't know, all that stuff is not common here. Smash the like button, like Steph says. Fernando, I'm, you remember that. That was horrible, dude. Shirt is fire, what brand of shirt? Uh, this is a global, global source. They're the ones that make those turbo uh, capacitors, right? That's what they're called. The hard starts and all that. I kind of want to do a shirt with something like that with a flag. I used my propane gas to grill, my propane gas grill to cook chest outside. Yeah, you got to be uh, prepared for all that crap. Uh, that that it sucked when that happened. Make sure you have a generator. Funny enough, now that we have all that stuff, I mean, I, I was in the middle of moving when all this happened too. Now I have a great you know generator that works on propane and gas. Uh, I have more stuff in case. We don't have electricity now, but uh, now the, I mean, I don't want it to happen, but now the lights haven't gone out in so long. So that stuff is just in case of emergency, but it's there. I can help uh, with heaters. I changed out my gas furnace to electric. Nice. Um, how do you feel about switching to R32? I want to say we talked about refrigerants in one of the stream, the last live streams. I don't remember which one R32 is. Which one is that one we're replacing? Is that the 410 one or, or which one is that one? 
because uh, we still have, um, well, we're not doing R R22. I have, if I need it, I have 407C. Uh, let me see something. Like I said, there's something back there I'm not, spo not supposed to show you. Legally, I can't. Let's see. All right, so I got, this is my little rack here. I don't think I can change. I guess I can't change to wide, wide angle. So this is my little container. I have the nitrogen, oxygen, acetylene gets put upright in another area. So this holds zip ties. I'll show that off in the Vantor. So I got zip ties here. And like I said, I have, and the shade, the color shades always change. Cause one time the 407 was brighter than the 404, but I have 404. We still use that a lot. And I had recently converted a lot to that, which I'm kind of upset that it's phased out already. So 404 works the best in my opinion for low temp. Um, and then for any R22, I still have uh, some coolers that are R22. We're gonna be using 407C. In my experience, that's the only one that works for refrigeration. Now for AC, we tried 427A, it wasn't bad. Uh, I'm scared of MO99 because uh, a lot of people said it, it was killing compressors. And then I got onto a roof one time and all the compressors were labeled MO99. And there was about four or five uh, dropped off on the side of the roof. So there was a little graveyard of compressors. And then um, I condemned about three more compressors that had been converted to MO99. So, I mean, they might not have been <clears throat> installed correctly, like the best practices and all that. Around here, people don't have all their equipment. You know, they don't have, um, they don't have their recovery machine, their vacuum pump, everything that they need to do it. And I've seen it firsthand. So I went with 407C. Like I said, we tried putting four, some of the other ones in uh, like a cooler and stuff and I could never bring down the temp no matter what I did. Richie, you love ML99. I don't know, I just, I've, I've heard bad things and then I saw the, those compressors that were all dead, that were brand new. So I've never tried it. I don't think we've ever carried it. And uh, I liked uh, 407C, so that was it. That was it for me. And then of course, we're still using 410. So uh, those are the main ones I use. And then over there, recovery tank. Someone asked me why I had so many. It's for each refrigerant. I'm recovering all the time. So I have one for 410, one for 404, and then there's another one that is interchangeable. I will go change it out if I need to and that'll recover like the R22s and different things 
And that one right there, I don't know what color that is. It looks green, kind of, but kind of gray. That's my 134. So I still use that every now and then. And uh, for like little coolers, like old ones. So that's, those are the ones that I use. I guess the odd one out is at 134A, which we don't carry, like not everybody carries it for us. Or like not each tech will have one. We will share a couple of tanks because we don't use it at all. Uh, I think I had to use that for a hospital recently because they still had like one old cooler and they changed out all the other ones and all the other ones are, are 404 already. But I need a 134 and I have to go grab that from one of our guys. <clears throat> I, uh, Gino, I love ice machines, especially Hoshizaki. I started on Hoshizaki and Fallit. <clears throat> so I got used to those like real quick. Uh, the Hoshizaki ones, is, at least the ones that I worked on, it was always a dump valve. So usually got to replace those out. Um, water pumps gave out a lot. Uh, I had two locations that had Hoshizaki, two or three. And they weren't, they weren't too bad to work on. I never had issues with the electrical too much, like the boards or anything. It was always a water pump or a dump valve uh, that wasn't working. And then what was it? Oh, I, had, I worked on Fallit ice machines. I don't know if you guys uh, work on those. Uh, those, I think our hospital has those because they like to have little, uh, what do you call it, nugget ice. And the Fallit makes those uh, little nugget, like the Sonic ice. So they have that, uh, worked on a bunch of those. They re recently had just changed them all out because they were all falling apart. And uh, we were doing their cleaning, but they haven't called us. I think they wanted main their maintenance guys to do them. Uh, high Voltage Fury. Uh, 410 is being replaced by R32. That's what I was trying to remember. Um, it's a new window units and mini splits. Neither of which I work on. So... I've seen a couple of mini splits around here. Uh, they're mainly just gonna use them to add on to like a room that's hot. <clears throat> um, I think even like some of my family members wanna do that too, right? You got a hot room, you can put a mini split in there. I put one in personally at a restaurant that had a back room that was hot. And this was like a long time ago before it was, or before I ever saw it online. So we have installed one many years ago. <clears throat> R32 propane based. Uh, it's pro it's probably flammable. Everything's going that way. 
A lot of the stuff is like combustible or flammable. I only recently started seeing the R290 stuff. I think I had like two calls recently where I had those. Both of them were, oh no, one of them was leaking. In the evaporator, I've already seen like four or five R290 units are straight up just leaking in the evaporator. And I think the other one just had a controller problem. I'm surprised at how well um, that propane kind of stuff works. It works really well. And they were freezers and they worked very well. They didn't ice up or anything. Uh, they seem to be working pretty good. Uh, in, your, in your interview with HVAC boss, how did he get started in HVAC? I don't think we talked about that. Uh, we were taking a lot of questions. I didn't have it set up. Um, but I told him I wanted to do it, like, to have him on again. So, I this time, like, when I do have... Um, people on with me. I have a list of questions now. So I'm gonna have a list of questions and a topic. That way everything gets answered. Uh, like I said, that one was the first time that I did that. So we kind of just like winged it. Uh, maybe next week I'll try and have somebody on. And uh, I'll have I need to ask him again and we can have him on. He was great. Uh, I know a lot of you guys enjoyed that one. Uh, so definitely I'll, I'll ask him again. I'm sure he'll be on again. Uh, 404 is phased out, not in Texas. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's, it's going to be. So yeah, if y'all, if y'all are in Texas, we're always the last ones to get all these like things. So I'm pretty sure California is already starting all that. Um, that's why if you watch Chris from HVACR videos, he usually talks about any of that stuff that comes up because it tends to hit them first, tends to hit Texas last. I was wondering it, wondering why they still sell it to me. Yeah, uh, they'll still sell you anything. Like there are twenty-two. I know it's still around somewhere. If you pay a thousand bucks for a jug, or I think it was like fifteen hundred. At least that's what somebody told me. Uh, it could be them not replacing the oil with the correct level. Uh, the oil is a big deal and uh, you're going to have the same issue with 407C. Now the good thing is if you've, if it's ever had the compressor replaced within the past few years, past decade probably, uh, if it has a new compressor, it most likely has POE oil already in it, which a lot of these refrigerants now use. Um, but that's a concerning, concerning part, right? I've seen it work. 
where you can drop in whatever and not change the oil. It's not that it's the right way. And uh, recently I had talked to uh, an older guy who was actually doing some work and we were discussing R22. He was like, yeah, what's the other one? He's like, we got another one. And I don't know. And he was like, oh, yeah, 407C. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's simple. It's like basically the same. You just got to change the oil, make sure it's the right one. He like just looked at me super confused. And I was like, like what? Nah, you don't got to change the oil. I just put them in like that. They all work. I'm like, shit. Okay. Like, and that's why I don't like to talk to... Um, I guess mostly the older guys, I don't like to get too technical with work. If they can show me something, you know, that I don't know, that's cool. If they can answer a question, that's cool. But I don't want to be telling them how to do things. Like I can mention it to him, like I mentioned to him that they have to do the oil change or, or whatever. But if he's against it, I can't do anything about it. So then I'm just like, you know what, I don't want to start an argument he has his old ways uh recently on the roof i saw i was leaving saw somebody with a bucket i heard refrigerant leaving a system bubbling a lot of you guys might know what the bucket recovery method is not a good thing but i can mention it to him but i'm not gonna um force anything or have an altercation like that I don't know it's just me but for myself and my guys we all have uh, recovery machines you saw my recovery tanks I take it very seriously and I'm always afraid ever since I got my license that somebody's gonna go by or somebody's gonna follow me somewhere because they, they know who I am like you know, there are, are vans are wrapped. They know me. They know, they know my dad around here. And they're always, people are competitive, competitive. So like me, myself, I don't want it, the EPA called on me. I don't want to be on the website, on the, uh, the little list of shame. They will, if you go on, a, I don't know about other states, but if you go on a TDLR, on for Texas that's the license regulating website um, you can go and see who has been fined how much what their violation was the company and the names and everything so I never wanted to be on that list whatsoever I don't know if anybody checks it but I check it or I've looked through it and I don't want to be on there I don't want to pay the fine I don't want to be um, putting my company in jeopardy, putting my license in jeopardy. So I recover no matter how long it takes me, I will recover. I have everything I need. If I can't do it that day, I tell the customer, you know, I'll reschedule cause we got to do all this stuff. If it's, if it's like too late, I'm like, I'll come back in the morning or I'll do, you know, I'll schedule it. But if they get somebody that can do it right off the rip, Go in there, mix refrigerants, let out refrigerant, all that stuff. I'm not going to 
uh, I'm not gonna be, be that person. Why is EPA in the chat right, right now? Uh, funny enough, I, I, the other day, I was out, out of town, like I said, doing my out of town call, I was two hours away. Horrible drivers in Texas. Some lady cut me off, gave me the finger. I was like, whatever. Pulled up next to me, was trying to take a video of me or something, I guess, to post it that I was, what, that I was going to speed limit and she was going slow and, you know, um, cutting me off. I was like, whatever. Uh, finished my call. And then when I was coming back, yeah, you can reuse a uh, refrigerant that you recovered if it's not contaminated. Uh, I don't know if I have my... Get you, get you some of these, at bare minimum at least, uh, an acid test. And what I do is I check before I take it out to make sure it's clean. Um... And you can also check, like if you already recovered, maybe do a test on the uh, tank. As long as it's not uh, contaminated or it passes your acid test, uh, you can reuse it. It's not an issue. I reuse it all the time. Um, but if you have a burnout or something like that, obviously you don't. You recover it and you need to recover. They require a certain percentage, so make sure you get at least over half full, I think. Um, and then, you know, you take it back to your supply house and they'll recycle it and reclaim it. Um, but for the most part, like if I'm just, if I need to take out the refrigerant to do something uh, minor, there's no compressor burnout, I always reuse the refrigerant. Uh, it saves me money, it saves the customer money, I don't have to worry about it. I've been keeping reclaimed R22. That would have been a good idea, but uh, the only thing I have with R22 is around here. Usually if I'm recovering it, it's because the pressures are very strange and it's like, it looks good, but it's not cooling. I can kind of tell that it's been mixed. And from talking to everybody here, I even like it comes up in the supply house. It comes up um, with other other guys because it's like a drop in. Uh, a lot of times I see it mixed because it's not cooling right, and then we'll go in there, take it out, weigh it back in with like a new uh, tank, like a. I'm using 407C now, but with whatever we had, we would go back and weigh it in, and then it just works. And I'm like, okay, well it was. Probably mixed. Once you start mixing refrigerants, a lot of the stuff can go sideways and just start acting up. Where it's like, it looks like it's working, but it's not cooling. So it's kind of weird, you know? And that's how I can kind of tell. So unless I know it's never been touched or something like that, I don't, I never trust for the most part R22 to be pure R22. And even then we have to deal with, um, some of our customers, you know, might get impatient and they have somebody else go. I got another company. 
and then either they never hear back from them. I mean, they could be, you know, just that busy, but sometimes they never answer the phone to come back or they have a maintenance guy, uh, engineering department at like the hospitals. And then I go back and I can tell they either marked it or they did something and it's not the right refrigerant, like a 134. There, I had a unit that was a 404 compressor and I looked inside and it was 134A label. So I'm like, I don't know what the hell they put in there. So I had to recover it, weigh it in. I had to go with whatever the compressor and the expansion valve are. And then we got to work in that way. But I don't know. I, I, I just, I have trust issues with people mixing just from talking to people around here. So yeah, I ran it. Actually, like I was saying, EPA was in the chat. They're watching everybody. Um, I actually ran into a an old man at when I was gassing up uh, coming back from my out-of-town call and he told me he was a an EPA instructor but he was retired so I was like oh cool you know I just stayed to chat with him and uh, he said he was an instructor and he, he had done it for you know so many years I'm like you know don't worry I got my credentials I have my EPA um, license like the card I have the card on me we used to put them, and I told them, we used to have all the stickers that go on the van. It says that you're EPA certified. Uh, there was one, like your 410A certified. And then there was like a maintenance certified. I don't know, that had a lot of weird certifications. And uh, I was like, no, don't worry, I have all that stuff. I, and I have my license, so. It's like, oh, that's good, that's good. Uh, but that was cool. EPA came to our company, but for the carpet cleaners. Yeah, I asked uh, Angel from uh, HVAC Boss, and he said he's seen them. He's seen. I don't know if he was talking about the EPA or the just the licensing in general. I think we were talking about EPA, and he said, yeah, that they've he's seen them come out for other trades, not not really for his or that, that he knows of. in the chat okay uh brendan i just sell them a new system in the long run it'll save them money yes i i like to repair so i'm always going to be like i can do this or that you know i'll never tell them no unless like recently all the rusted out units uh compressors are going to start caving in but i'll tell them you have an option to repair it but you also have the option to replace it. If it's R22, if it's over 20 years old, you might want to consider. Um, and what's funny is I had a video. It was one of my older videos and I had a 410A um, unit. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to recommend the, 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 I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was, it was a, uh, I don't know, I might, I might be getting the videos confused, but in general, I had a unit that I was going to recommend. I told them um, I can repair it, but I'm going to recommend, I'm going to push for a new unit. 
uh, a lot of it it needed a lot of work it needed i think compressors and like fan motors and everything looked you know the coil the what i base it on is like if, it, if it's gonna pile up to thousands of dollars to repair it and then it only lasts you know another couple years i will tell them that also if the coil if it's like several of those things and then the coil itself is missing all the fins um it's brittle to the touch you touch it everything falls off uh when it's all that stuff piled up i will tell them get a new unit like if it's only the coil we'll replace the coil if it's only the compressor i'll do the compressor but you got to know when to tell them you might want to consider getting a new unit you get warranty you get everything it'll work right off the bat and you won't have to worry about it for you know however many years uh but yeah i like to repair but you got to know when to sell them a new unit oh and what i was saying is that in that video i recommended it and the guy and there was a comment that was like how are you going to recommend a new unit that thing has 410 it's basically brand new i'm like man i don't know what I don't know if you're lost in time or something, but 410 has been around for over 20 years already. Like a 410A system 10 years ago, 15 years ago, yeah, that's a brand new unit. Right now, those are the old units. It's going to get phased out already. So I thought that was funny. I'm like, I think some people still consider 410 brand new. A lot of apartments that we work on, uh, especially the older ones, use MO99. I, I'm pretty sure if you guys do the right practice and procedures, everything will work. Um, I've seen guys use it, and they say that it works fine. It's just when I was picking my replacement, especially because I do more... Uh, refrigeration I, I do that's mo mostly what I do uh, I heard bad things and you know that got in my head and I was like I don't want to deal with that I tried the 407 I liked it because it worked on like um, like with coolers it dropped the temp super quick it worked just like R22 just the capacity is like 80% or something and the pressures are gonna be a little bit the pressures will be a little bit lower. You got to make sure you check your saturated temp, but that's like, you know, with everything. Uh, you ever try 422B? Uh, not myself. I did ask around. I think that would have been my next, the, the next one that I tried, but I ended up just sticking with this. Um, I don't see it that often to carry another one. Like I said, that one works for what I what I do, so it's been good. Uh, maybe if I did AC, more AC or more residential stuff, I might try one of those other ones. But if I did residential, I would probably be looking for one that was a drop-in where I didn't have to change the oil or anything like that. This one, I do have to deal with that, but 
on most refrigeration units that I work on, they already have new compressors. They kept it R22, but it has PoE oil where I can literally drop this in and it works. Um, I think somebody had mentioned Yeah, some uh, Adrian was like, uh, you added supercharge when going from R22 to 407. Uh, I don't remember what I did with it. I think I put it in one of the packouts. There's a can that I, I actually saw from NorCal Dave. I had not used it before. I was trying to make sure that we have the right oil. Um, but there is a can by Diversitech, one of those companies. Uh, and it's a, it's like an additive and it's a little can that you put in with a, you know, with the short hoses you have, the Pearson ones. And you add it to the system and it makes the oil compatible with a POE based refrigerant. Uh, so I think that's when he's talking about the supercharge. That's what it's called. So yeah, if you don't have a PoE compressor and you need it to work or you need it to be PoE oil, you can use a uh, supercharge can. And I haven't had to use it, like I said, and I don't know where I left it. I think I put it in that toolbox either in the toolbox or in the, I have an install box. It's in one of those two, I hope. Uh, Jose, would you recommend working with EPA universal license or also join a college program for HVAC? If you can get your EPA, that's already great. Not a lot of people get it right off the bat. Uh, and I guess it just depends on where you're from. Here, um, you can, I don't think you need anything if you're gonna go work for a company. I went to school, that's my route, just because I wanted to have a basic understanding, like I didn't know anything about Refrigeration, there was no YouTube, there was no Instagram. Uh, even when I started working, after being a few years into it, I used to try to carry like a laptop with me or something so I could like try and look up manuals and it was very hard to find a lot of this stuff. Um, but you can, if you have no knowledge you could do either. You could go to work and they can train you there. Or you can go to school. And what you're going to go to school for is just your basic understanding, uh, refrigeration cycle. How do I hook up gauges? How do I do a few things here and there? So that when you go and they tell you check pressures, <clears throat> you know, at work, you can do it. Can you go hook up my gauges? Can you go do this? Uh, maybe can you pump, a d pump down a system? Can you set up the vacuum? You know, things like that. Um, and then you're going to know why, I guess, from 
having the books and all that. So that's why I liked going is I had a really good understanding of the whole cycle. Uh, my school had a lot of hands-on. I worked on a lot of walk-ins at school, uh, coolers and freezers. Uh, we had uh, split systems that we worked on. We pumped down systems. We opened compressors. Uh, we had these small uh, reach-ins where I could um, pump down into like a receiver. We could check. We could. They showed us how to use like the king valves. Um, how the evaporator, how everything works while it's running. We had training boards with, you know, the, like the house thermostats and they could like, what do you call it? Sabotage what they wanted. And we would have to go in there and look for a short or what went out, what tripped it. Like I had all that training in school. So I liked the one that I went to. I was here at uh, South Texas College. That's the one that I went to. They have an HVAC program where it's like a campus. It's like a technology. If you guys are from here, it's a te technology campus. I think it's still there. And uh, yeah, and then I had like four, I think I had four instructors. Two of them owned a business. Like they had their own businesses. And then two of them worked, I think for the school at the main campus. So like we had a little bit of everything. If we had our discussion in the classroom, they would tell us about their work and different things. I even had a, a industrial class and we got to look at the chillers uh, there for the school, the water tower. We got to check all that. Obviously we can't work on those things there, but it was cool that we got um, to see that stuff. And then we had the class for it. So I got to learn about that. I don't want to get into industrial, but it's cool to to be able or to know that stuff. Uh, Brad. Dang, where was I? Uh, pulling a good vacuum is key. Yeah. So, man, like, like I said, when I started, there was not a whole lot. I saw a lot of bucket recoveries. I saw a lot of vacuums without microns, uh, micron gauges. I saw a lot of stuff getting put in without vacuums. So that's another thing is I went to school and I knew that stuff was wrong. So I was like, no, I, I went out and I bought a recovery machine so that I could use. I went out and got myself a micron gauge or a vacuum gauge, whatever it was at that point. And I had all that stuff. So make sure you do the right practice. Um, hopefully whoever you work with does also. Cause uh, you know, they're the ones that are gonna show you the ropes most likely and like in my experience I had to tune them out sometimes because they were not showing me the right way and me being or me going through the school uh, program I was like I know he's not doing it right I know he's not doing it right it's like whatever when I get when I can I intervened or when I was sent out on my own I did my my way 
that I knew from school. So you got to be careful out there. Uh, R450 to replace 134. They just buy, at that point, they just buy new equipment. Um, like I said, the hospital has one that is 134, I think, left. They started condemning a whole bunch of units, and they just went out and bought new ones. And, of course, the new ones are are just going to be 404. Um, I did have an account that we got, and then, like, I don't know, they were one of those accounts that <clears throat> are known for not paying or shopping around a lot, so we're not working with them anymore. They had a lot of uh, true, what do they call like the wine cooler type of deals, the beverage coolers, uh, the undercounter ones that they put in the bars. Uh, those were 134, so I thought I was gonna have to stock up. But like I said, we haven't worked, in, we haven't gone back. We did get paid for the work that we did a little late, but uh, they're shopping around, so I'm not gonna cry over that. Uh, when you run a business or you work on your own, you gotta get paid. That's what I always tell people, or they tell, or they question why didn't I do this or do that? Or why am I going back? I either need approval for some of these uh, bigger chains or I know they're not gonna pay me. They're not gonna pay for it. So I need to make sure that they either are aware, you know, the person that's paying, whether it's a manager, area manager, like owner, whatever of the restaurant, um, because I'm not doing the work for free. Eddie, what's up, man? Uh, Brad, we also need a separate hydrocarbon license. Recover always baby lungs. Always better to cover your butt. Also a great selling point for customers. Makes you uh, look credible. Basically, when, in my opinion, just be honest, if you go up to a roof, especially if you go up to a roof, because uh, most likely the customer or whoever's in charge is not gonna wanna go up there. Take pictures, document everything, take notes, whatever you have to do. Um, in turn, it'll get you more work, but it also, like if you're being honest and you show them the proof, that goes a long way too. Um, I'm just not, I don't know, I don't do residential because that's where it happens more. I'm not in the business to be, um, upselling new units all the time or like I said I've been doing this a long time I've seen guys trying to ring up the, the bill 
without doing any of the work or half of the work and they just want to fill in the rest of it like I feel like that always comes back to bite you so um, be honest take pictures document your work uh, and just be aware of anything else they need and bring it to their attention Those are the Californians who can't drive that move to Texas. Man, my area used to be great. We have way too many people right now. And I know they're from like everywhere. It's been uh, very crowded around here. There's a company here putting ads out. If you buy a new carrier from them, they will deduct all repair bills from your old unit. Does not sound very profitable. Profitable is a very different probably from you to them. They... Um, they could be up, up mark, uh, marking up quite a bit. Um, around here, like I said, we're a low cost of living in general. Everything's cheap here. Um, so we have to be very competitive with our prices. And when I do hear of some companies, they could be charging like twice what we're charging on hourly rates and stuff like that. So... We've had bids before where we're way under. We don't lose money or anything. We just, we have a way to do our quotes so that we don't lose money, but we're not like ripping them off. So we're, anytime there's a bid at a place where they have like three or four companies bidding, uh, cause there's a couple that like to, to get an idea of what the range is. Uh, we're never the cheapest and we're never the most expensive. We're always in the middle and they end up using us. So, well, for the the good work, the good installs, right? Because I've had to deal with customers that went cheap and then they need us to go and fix something that was not done right. But um, that could be a company that just marks up enough on the new one to cover it. Uh, maybe they do financing or, or other things like that. There's different ways. Um, there's some that make you do a whole maintenance contract. Um, but a company, a good company, will not be losing money. So they have something. Uh, they have something set up to where it covers it. So the customer could be paying more to use them and then they get everything waived you know like you said the repairs before but or the or whatever repairs are waving but they'll be like oh we're getting all that taken off our bill or whatever so they see it as a, a deal but they're actually paying more for the new unit so it's it's tricky the whole pricing quoting and stuff like that
Eddie 407 for me. That's what I use too. My company still uses only R22. Your company must be making good money there. Um, R22, I can see where it's an issue and you need it on supermarkets, things of large uh, machines like that, that are critical or anything that's like critically charged uh, where they can't just replace the equipment. You know, like at a supermarket, their equipment is huge. Uh, they can't replace the equipment in general and nothing is gonna be as good as the original, to be honest. Uh, but for me, I will go in there with the 407 to get them by. And if it works, you know, they're happy. If it has issues, they're probably just gonna buy a new system anyway. So we're not paying those R22 prices around here. Uh, is that a refractometer behind you? What's behind me? I just got parts up there. Oh, that's a... I have a bunch of parts behind me. I have a... I think this one's used. Thermostat. I'll show you guys that in a minute. Uh, trying to catch up with the chat. Araceli, long time no see. Uh, Brad, what would be the best leak detection method for MO99? I'm actually not familiar with MO99, but if it's a... I'm pretty sure a leak detector would find it. Uh, what kind of unit are you working on? At the moment, I only have field piece meter. It detects everything that I work on. Um, obviously, your best friend is going to be the bubbles. So I have the refrigeration uh, technologies one. It picks up micro leaks really well. And then for like R290, I have my gas or combustible gas uh, detector, but I have that in the front cabin right now. Oh, Jose, you're from Dallas. Um, EPA is a good start. You're gonna need that regardless. So if you wanna get it out of the way now, do it, do, you know, do that. Um, you should also be registered with the uh, the state. So if you go to TDLR or just Google it, TDLR, um, go to their site. It's just a you just have to pay them once a year uh, to be registered. That's technically what you're supposed to have to have. Um, or to work in the state of Texas. You can be registered, you can be certified if you wanna take a small exam. And then after that, if you want, you can be a contractor and get your license once you have the requirements. Uh, and then of course your EPA.
Uh, when do you know when to put in a fan cycle switch or if it's just uh, low on refrigerant? Fan cycle switch. Obviously, you got to take into account your uh, ambient. So normally when I go up there and it's short cycling, automatically I'm going to hook up my gauges. Um, if you have probes, even better, or, or stubby uh, gauges so you don't lose any charge, if, that's your, uh, if you're worried about that, you're going to check it and basically your fan cycle the easiest way to check it is if you uh, disconnect it and bypass it and see what it does but yeah I mean normally if, if it gets really cold around here and my fan is running the the switch is bad if well I just had like three that I replaced if I mean that's usually it when I have to replace them it's because it's cold outside and it's still running um, you're gonna see in your pressures you're gonna need you know a high condensing temperature so if you're absolutely unsure the last thing you can do is bypass it um, but it needs to, when it gets cold outside, it needs to turn off the fan, right? So your head pressure can come up. And then you're just going to make sure that it does that. If it's hot outside, it's going to have to be on. If it's like fresh, in between cold and, and hot, you're going to see it kick on and out. It shouldn't be on and off so much. It should be on for a while, off for a while. But... Uh, I just usually put my gauges on real quick and kind of take a look at what it's doing. And um, yeah, the ones the ones I usually replace is when it gets cold outside and they're, the fan is still running. Adeseli, it's been a long time. Uh, you haven't seen me go back on your live stream in a long time. Well, good to see everybody here. On a walk-in cooler. I don't actually see them a lot on walk-in coolers, the fan cycle. There are, there are a few locations I can think of that do have them. But I mostly see them on ice machines. On walk-ins around here, they're going to have like the headmaster valve, the bypass valve, more so than the fan cycle. Uh, Thermoy 40. I would recommend uh, two years of school, so you don't get confused between the three R's, recovery, reclaim, recycle theory is very important so yeah um, and I know a lot of people interchange those words a lot so 
recover, reclaim, recycle. So there you can recover, you can go reclaim it, and then uh, a lot of times if it's good refrigerant, it'll get recycled, they'll do the cleaning wherever you take it, and that gets sent out, <coughs> sent out uh, for that. Like I said, the only time I reuse it is if the system's fine, there's no burnout or anything, and I'm just gonna quickly take out so I can change out something, a dryer, put a pressure port in, or um, service port, something I need to do where it was not contaminated, take it out and then put it back in. Jose De La Rosa, saludos de Houston. What's up, man? I appreciate everybody in the chat right now. There's a lot of people still in here. Make sure you hit the like button. Uh, sal Richie, salesmen are not service techs. Don't matter residential or commercial. Oh, there's that heated debate. Um... I, I can't do sales. I like to just repair it and be like, uh, you know, if you want to get a new unit, let me know. I can get you prices or whatever. So, Of course, if the unit is unsafe, I will condemn it, shut it off, and I'll be like, if you're not, <clears throat> uh, if you're not getting a new unit, I'm not working on it anymore. You know, whatever you have to do. Uh, you got to cover your your self make sure you're not in trouble or liable uh brad saw someone in the chat mention mo99 i have never heard of it uh somebody mentioned it's 438a technically uh mo99 is just like what i'm used to calling it it's a r22 i believe it's a drop-in So this one is, Gino pulled it up, or wrote it out for me. It's a uh, zeotropic blend containing R32, R125, and 134A butane and I-pentane. I've never heard of that one. Um, that's what I was trying to remember, because I remember it had a, a weird uh, mixture. So I think somebody had asked. Okay, uh, cheers. Fernando, what are some of your goals for your business? Obviously to keep growing. Uh, I think we've learned in the past not to be content with having just a couple of big accounts, right? Anything can happen. We had, like I said, IHOP, Denny's, you know, a lot of restaurants like that. Then it got, it got kind of dead. And then we got, we were kind of screwed for a while. So I definitely, definitely need to expand a little bit more. Uh, I kind of want to take on a little more 
of a radius around us, like a little more uh, area. And yeah, just keep it growing. We're pretty comfortable right now. You know, we make good money. We're not rich or anything, but I can um, strive for that. I want to be like Angel from HVAC Boss. That guy has like everything. Uh, have a good one, Brad. Uh, my boss had me put a fan cycle on a uh, walk-in that the headmaster wasn't working on. Said I was doing the same thing. So, when you put one in, did it fix it or you're telling me that it's not working? And what, let's see. So these are the shelves. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna say, say it, but John was like, should've just replaced what wasn't working. Should've, should've just replaced the headmaster if that was the issue. Just replaced the headmaster if that was the issue. I don't think, I've had them fail. Uh, the headmaster, by, the bypass valves or whatever, I usually replace them. I've never tried to go to do a workaround for that. So I'm curious if you guys are still having an issue with the, with that unit you're talking about or um, did it work with the fan cycle? Forgot what I was going to show you guys, but here's the, the shelving for now. Magnet wall is in the back. Like I said, I'm going to go over this in a video. Just kind of hanging out in here. Motors. I have more, more motors back here. Equipment goes right here. Bender, swager, leak detector packouts for electrical for uh, fittings and stuff got more tools back here I need to clean up this section up here these are just bins that catch random stuff spare parts timers more magnets and then uh, behind me is going to be the packout tower so I got to put all that back together. Uh, Hendrix, do you do installs? Uh, new installs? No. I've never been on the construction side. I've never done any residential installs or anything like that. The closest thing I've done to that is replacing the AC system at my parents' house. 
<clears throat> I was about to do the one here at, at our house, uh, but uh, the coil, I had found out that the coil had recent, recently been replaced and the guy was going to warranty it. So he came out and put it in. I didn't have to lift a finger. So uh, I was already looking into new units and I was going to put one in, but I didn't get to. At work, we do change outs. Um, so we change out condensers, evaporators. Uh, if they have an AC that they want replaced, we will uh, give them a bid or a quote. If it gets approved, then we do it. You know, things like that. But yeah, not new like construction, new installs or uh, anything from scratch. Uh, ice cream guy, my boss has me throw a fan cycle when the headmaster isn't doing his thing. Interesting. Like I said, I've never done that. I've only had the headmaster fail on me a couple of times. Uh, granted, we don't get a lot of cold weather. So as long as they stay not bypassed, it works fine. But I learned something <clears throat> new there. Throw a fan cycle switch on it. Which has actually crossed my mind. I can't remember what call I had. But I suspected, you know, something with a headmaster or, you know, something like that where it was calling. Something was going on with it and I'm like, if I could just turn off the fans real quick, it might work. But, um... I didn't end up doing it. I forgot what, what what happened with that call, but I've thought about throwing in a fan cycle switch for that kind of situation. So that's cool to know. Uh, I RX, I can call something bad, but my boss makes a call in the end. I completely understand. Uh, Chris, when are you releasing a new full van tour video? If work allows, and I have no issues coming up this week, I will have it out by the weekend. Uh, he said it would simulate the same thing as a headmaster. I Yeah, it's like if you're turning out the fans, you're not cooling the condenser. Uh, you bring your head pressure up. Uh, Hendrix, you should try it. It's fun. Uh, honestly, I follow a lot of guys over on Instagram. I don't know if anybody shows anything like that on YouTube. But, you know, Jeff Jadim, Flynn, Flintstone, I believe. Uh, all those guys that do installs, like from new, home, <clears throat> new homes and stuff, they run new line sets. Uh, they, you know, do all their, uh, basically all the new units. And I love watching it. I think it would be fun, but it's just not something that we do. I'm more of a commercial uh, refrigeration guy. That's what I prefer to do. 
comfortable doing. Um, it's in demand a lot here. Like I said, we do a lot of kitchen refrigeration. So that's kind of my thing. Uh, and I also, I, I actually do like driving and traveling. So I don't know how I would feel about being in a, at a, at a location, you know, the whole day. I don't know how I would feel about that. Uh, RX, that was just today, first time doing that. Yeah, if uh, the headmaster is not bypassing, then you're not getting, or you're rejecting too much heat, and you're not getting uh, your head pressure up, you can simulate it by just cutting off the fans. That'll bring it up, and then it'll, like you said, it'll kind of do the same thing. But I don't know. I just always, I always end up, and I don't have anyone to, even when I started, I didn't have too many people that I could ask how to do something or what to do, um, like in your situation. So if a headmaster valve went out, I replaced the headmaster valve. If something gave out, I, I replaced it. Um, and it, it's just something that still happens today. It's like, I don't like talking to some of the guys that I run into. Uh, you're like the older guys because they're going to say that they, they did something and it's like been perfectly fine for however long. And, you know, they're cool with it. Uh, not having a recovery, <clears throat> recovery machine, not having a vacuum pump, not having a micro gauge. If nothing bad ever happened to them they're like oh we're it's cool we're cool uh nitrogen was another thing that i never even i can't remember what it was that they told us in school i honestly don't remember nitrogen but <clears throat> when i got into the field uh nitrogen was not a thing nobody used it um and then i, I figured out that i needed it to braze and all that so then i have it i have my tank i always make sure i have it full um but yeah that's another thing a lot of guys don't braze with nitrogen so like honestly you could have a unit that you didn't vacuum uh you didn't purge with nitrogen uh whatever not even you know whatever and it could work for years and years and years, you might never, not ever hear about it breaking down. Um, and that stuff happens, so. Doesn't mean it's the right way or that it's gonna last as long as it should, but it happens. Uh, Chris, awesome, thanks. Hopefully getting my van soon and looking for ideas. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't, we've already been live for way longer than I thought we would be. But here is the vacuum, I mean the vacuum, the pack out setup. Uh, that is a folding cart. If you guys have not seen me, I have videos on that too. Not a dedicated video, but I've used it before. I have a whole cart in here. It folds up, it goes there. That Vito uh, storage, little hanging storage is great. I have a lot of stuff in there. 
that's my chemical kind of bin right there underneath it i got a uh, stuff that i do for installs so there's thermostat wires uh different things like that i hang a bucket here got a little step ladder i'm gonna try and record uh this week and hopefully it comes out over the weekend Uh, Adrian, were you ever afraid of heights? How do you deal with them? Uh, I think I did like a TikTok because I was on a, a high roof. It was like around 24 feet, which in my area, they're usually like 20 feet. So like, fifth, I don't know, 20 feet. So that one i didn't like it the first time i went up there because it was a new customer i only have a 24 foot ladder i need to get a bigger one now for just that customer um i have my back isn't that great to be honest and then i have bad knees i have a torn acl uh, i did have reconstructive uh, surgery and all that the surgery actually didn't go that well my knee kind of sucks so the only bad thing with me is when i go up there super high like on a fully extended ladder uh, my knees are not the sturdiest so that's the only thing that i have issues with as far as being up there i want to say everybody is kind of afraid of heights at first but <clears throat> the more you do it the more you're up there um i don't know you'll get used to it if you're going up a ladder do not look down as you're going up um once you're up there do not hang over the edge i know uh we do it's probably not the safest thing or not the best thing in the world but we do rope up stuff to the roof uh to the roof so i do have to go on the edge and kind of pull up some stuff if it's something heavy have somebody help you uh just be safe have really good boots that are slip resistant as well a lot of the roofs i run into um they end up draining the units to the roof so it's always wet so just make sure you have all that uh luckily for me well, now it's, now it's half and half, but before I only had uh, customers that had like riser rooms or whatever they're called. Uh, they always had a roof access in the building, so I, I could just go up. I'm fine with the, the in-building ladders. I hate putting ladders on the side of, of buildings, like on a strip mall. Those feel super unsafe to me, but I recently actually got one of these a uh, lock jaw ladder grip so i hook up my or i place my ladder and i go up there now fortunately it's a gutter that you're locking into so fortunately the only place i put my ladder up is on strip malls 
and they also they always have a gutter so i put this on you know it clips onto your belt or to your tool pouch whatever you're going up with put it on there clip it on and your ladder's not going anywhere that makes me feel so much safer so that is like one of my favorite purchases i've made in the past few years uh just because like we had just picked up an account that i have to put my 24 foot ladder like fully extended out on a lot of them so having something like that where the ladder's not like going back and forth or sliding around uh, makes it great also i had a ladder fall on me one time but i was already on the roof so i had no way to get down uh, I don't think I put a bungee on that time, but a bungee kind of sucks too because it, it has, it's elastic, so it, it stretches. So if it shifts over or your weight shifts it, um, it'll move. So I don't know. That's one of the great things that I bought that helps me with uh, using my ladder. So Como quiere jala. Yeah. That's what text say. As long as it works. Uh, yeah, I had recently posted something where they had like a bunch of thermostat wire exposed and uh, they were reusing old disconnect boxes on new units. Like they had a brand new train and then they started calling me because like a lot of them weren't coming back on. And I go up there and it's not passing power through the disconnect box. And I'm like, this is an old disconnect box. Uh, they obviously reused it. And then the same thing with the, the drain. Uh, a lot of the units weren't draining because they had all the PVC pipe hooked back up. But like they replaced uh, the carrier, carrier units with train units. So they didn't match up the same. And they just kind of left the drain hooked up and it was like not leveled right and all that so they had no power they had drains backing up on the ones that were working and i was like they reused everything but whoever you paid obviously they're like if it works it works it came on they get paid they get out of there uh rx is a milwaukee packout worth it well rx um I'm going to be posting a video every day, if you haven't noticed. I already went over the vacuum uh, packout. So we have the vacuum one here. Uh, that one's a PM packout. I posted that one today. So I'm going to show you like what I use them for. So, I mean, you be the judge. So like this one. If I'm going up and I already made a... A repair let's say I brazed something or whatever and then I need to start doing the vacuum this is all I need to come get and the vacuum pump the vacuum pump don't, doesn't fit in here uh, if you have a small vacuum pump it will because there's still space in here but this has all my hoses uh, core removers uh, micron gauge cheater cord everything so I, I can get the vacuum pump and then grab this and it has a shoulder strap so 
I mean, you be the judge. When I'm putting it back, you put it in, it clicks, put it up back where it goes, everything has a spot. So for me, my main thing is to keep this van uh, clear. So I like to have an open floor. Like right now, this is out. This should be up there, but I like to have an open floor concept so that when I come in here for anything, I'm not stepping on my own stuff. Um, I have a path if I need to come in and get a part that is in the middle or equipment that's on this side or whatever. So everything has a place. Everything goes uh, in a pack out now and it goes back up in this little tower. I have two right now. I have this huge tower that has a lot of uh, stuff that clicks in and I have over here the ones that I don't use as much. So I don't know. It's just a better way to organize. And if you can't tell, I mean, I ripped out a lot of stuff. If you've ever seen my old vans, van tours, there's absolutely no shelf on this side. I had two shelves, two shelvings on this side that are now completely gone. Pack out, kind of replaced all that. Uh, Chris, a lot of journeymen I work with don't purge nitrogen. That's what I'm telling you. There's there's a generation out there that I am having trouble where I'm like, I don't know how I don't know how to deal with them. Uh, I guess they think it slows them down. Not sure how I feel about it yet. Uh, TNZ Comfort, hey, what's up, man? Uh, glad you can join. Guys, don't forget to hit the like. I appreciate everybody that's in here. But, yeah. There's a lot of older guys. Like, I don't work with anybody. Uh, we do have a guy that does... Because the good thing is it's me and my brother that are in charge of the HVAC side. He knows the proper procedures. He went to the same school I did. And he has me if he needs any or he has any issues. Uh, my dad does cooking repairs uh, like on commercial kitchen equipment. And he works with somebody. And we used to have another guy that was the same. They did the hot food repairs and then they did a little bit of our like my work so if i'm tied up he can go out there and check it he can do small repairs or whatever but i try to make sure that he does everything the best to his ability but whenever i run into older guys like i said i had to have work done here um that was warranty work i wasn't going to do it uh and then I've run into older guys that I, you know, see at the supply house or whatever. And I hate talking about work with some of them. Like, I try not to bring up work or opinions. Only because if they start saying, like, oh, I don't purge. Or, oh, I don't have a recovery machine. Or, oh, I don't have a, or I don't 
vacuum. Like, I don't know what the hell to tell them. Like, I don't want to be, like, upset or fighting there. But, yeah, there's going to be people that don't do that things, don't do that stuff. And from experience, I've seen it and I've seen it work. You can purge without, or you can be, you can braise without purging nitrogen and the system will work. How long will it work? I don't know. Um, but then like, that's where I get the calls that like, we have like, or second, second opinions is where that kind of hurts them. I go in there and I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, your dryer's plugged up. Your filter dryer is plugged up. Uh, oh, your coils are plugged up. I had some company, and I don't want to name names because I know a lot of local guys watch my channel. Uh, I get complaints or I get called for second opinions when a company is recommending a whole bunch of new units and a whole bunch of compressors or the the last the main other thing is hey they're charging me for re for adding refrigerant every month to the same units those are probably the three main things that I get called for on second opinions and it's just like if you have the proper procedures if you're doing Like dumb little things like the coils, make sure your coils are always clean. Like don't be like, oh, you need a new unit. It doesn't work. It keeps tripping. Or it's tripping. You bypass the pressure, the pressure switches. I see that often too. Um, so many times there's going to be bypassed pressure switches. And then what does that do? Automatically, you're going to have a dead compressor very soon. Um, Coils are dirty all the time. Make sure you have clean coils. Uh, dryers are, they will get plugged up eventually if enough brazing without nitrogen has been done or it's been exposed uh, like with a leak or something like it goes flat and it's been exposed. You're like you're gonna have contaminants in there. Eventually it will clog up. I've seen it happen. Uh, yeah, recently somebody called me because they had just finished replacing a few compressors and then they, they were at another location recommending another like two or three compressors. I go out there and I'm like, hey, you're tripping out on high head pressure. I hooked up my gauges. You're getting like over 500 PSI on 410. That's not normal. Let me clean the coils. It took me like five passes to get those coils clean with, um, I think I used the yellow cleaner. I didn't use the new bright or the brightener I was going to on the next trip, but we're waiting on payment on some of the stuff. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, some people, if they can't fix it, they'll get them a new unit. Uh, RX, yeah, you can't see the floor of my van. Everything's always 
flying off the shelves. Uh, my, my shelves actually ripped off the side of my van. Uh, so now they're held to the wall by a bungee cord. Uh, bungee cords are your best friend for strapping things down, right? And I used to be like that. To be honest, like my van was always a mess. My dad would get after me all the time. So I think now he's pretty proud of me having everything put away. But my dad's like that. So he's very organized. He wants to know where things are. Uh, we used to have issues with like parts. We didn't know where parts were in the vans. And even now, we, like I said, we downsized. We used to have more guys. And then we cleaned out their vans and we had so many extra parts, but they didn't know where they were because everything was piled up. So right now in our warehouse, I think I'm still getting through some of the parts that was left from a couple years ago. Uh, just because they kept buying so much of it and they didn't know where they put it. So that's another thing. I, got, I, I need to know where my stuff is because I'm trying to get in and out real quick. Uh, I don't want to be buying parts that I already have somewhere and I can't find. That really, like, irritates me. Uh, TNZ, I just picked up the field piece SC480 multimeter, and I am absolutely impressed with it. Love the setup, by the way. I purge nitrogen and use flush and then chase it with nitrogen. Yeah, if you guys are having issues with a vacuum, uh, if you guys do a at least a double, but you know it's supposed to be a triple evacuation. Uh, like TNZ here, here is like he flushes, uh, he purges it, flushes it, and then nitrogen, and then pulls the vacuum. If you're not pulling a good enough vacuum, and you know you don't have any leaks. You need to do that triple evacuation, or at least twice. I do twice, I'll be honest. Uh, and then that will give you, that'll dry it out, pull it down, and you'll be good. Uh, RX, I always bring up the recovery machine at my shop, but they tell me, oh, well, all the cows farting in the atmosphere is worse. Uh, we do get blamed for all of the atmosphere problems but i mean i i wouldn't want to purposely be venting that stuff out when you know you're not supposed to so i just do it those are the laws or whatever so uh honestly that's a struggle when you're working somewhere is whoever is your senior tech or anybody that, like supervisor, boss, whoever. Um, it's not your company, so it's really whatever they say goes. Don't wanna pay, or customers don't wanna pay extra for all that time. I try to save them time where I can, but like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do recovery. There, there are certain things I won't cut out, is a recovery, a vacuum, a good vacuum, and purging, so I try to do all that stuff.
Where do you work? Where were you from? You said you were from here, no? Oh, no, that was Jose. Oh, Midland, Texas. Handyman in the house. Oh, yeah, Jonathan is from my area. The South, South Texas. Oh, John, you do you all do supermarkets? I kind of wanted to do that. Then I actually saw what you guys actually do, and I was like, no, I'm good. Uh, Gary, uh, from the old school generation where we never used to use nitrogen, but I see the advantages these days and try to use it as much as I can, uh, mostly do supermarket work. And I understand that, so... Like I said, when I came in about 15 years ago, that was kind of still up there, like all the old ways. Uh, I didn't know about the nitrogen stuff too much when I started, but I, I don't know. I try to keep up with what we're supposed to be doing. Like I said, I got my license right away. I do not want to get fined and I do not want to get it taken away. Uh, RX, not familiar with supermarket, just restaurant and residential side. We also work on the roof, on hot, oh, we also work on the hot side, like hot wells, ovens, and grills. Yeah, man, uh, I need to brush up on my uh, hot side work. I used to do that as a helper for my dad. So my dad started the company, but it was commercial kitchen uh repairs right so that's why our name is reliable kitchen uh services so we mostly service kitchen equipment now that's why i'm mostly a refrigeration guy because i do coolers and freezers and ice machines that's what i work on i do want to get back into the hot side um to be able to work on grills and ovens and all that too so that I can do everything. Cause that like when my my side goes slow, his side is very busy, like all the time. Like right now we have a bunch of fryers going out, um pressure fryers and ovens. So he's been busy busy. Uh, Chris, thanks for all the videos you make and looking forward to more. I really appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, I'm trying to post as much as I can this month before the new year. And uh, hopefully, I mean, as long as people keep tuning in, we I will be on here as long as I can. But I appreciate that. I'll look into it, trying to absorb as much info as I can in different fields. I feel like the hot side is way easier. Hot side is cool. Uh, it's intimidating sometimes when I see what he does. But I feel like it's always like high limits. Um, we have a lot of boards now, so a lot of uh, control boards are going bad. Customers just abuse them. Uh, they're always having issues with the filter machines. 
I try to pay attention to all that stuff and I do all the billing. So I'm always uh, invoicing and then sending those, those out. I always have to read all the invoices and stuff. So I kind of know uh, what they work on the most and all that. So I need to get back into it. I used to do, I wouldn't do the tr troubleshooting. I would kind of do the, the maintenance stuff, like checking attempts on the grills and fryers. I don't know if that's still a thing with everything being digital now. And I used to replace like little things like the high limits, um, uh, thermal piles, all that stuff. Handyman has a very good, very good question. How many guys do you think are, are illegal in the sense that they do work without a license? That, that's why I was asking Angel on the stream when I had him on here. Do they, are they strict in your area? Do they enforce anything? I feel like they do not around here. Um, if, like our guys, We've had guys that left our company and they actually try to do the work, side work on their own. They're not licensed. They were licensed because I was licensed, right? So under me, they can make purchases and all that and work. But then they go off on their own and they're already friends with the guys at the supply house. They, can, they were continuing to buy refrigerant so that they can keep doing work buying parts everything it wasn't under our account anymore but they were friends and they got away with it i've seen it happen before um it's really about who you know sometimes i just i wish it was enforced i've only been asked for my license when i'm purchasing something Like maybe once, like all the other times, of course, I applied and I had to show it anyway. But uh, randomly, I've only been asked for it like once. And they were trying to make sure that I was a contractor. Um, I don't have my, my card right now. It's in the front. Uh, the good thing is they actually made them in Texas. They actually made the contractor one gold now or a few years ago. Because they all used to look the same, whether you were registered, certified, or licensed, they were all the same color. They all looked the same. They just had the little wording was different. So I mean, at least they made them gold. I can show mine, and it's like, hey, I'm licensed or whatever. But a lot of people do work like that, or they get away with telling a like uh like ihop they wanted to hire maintenance so the guys that applied were like yeah we have experience but we don't have a license and they hired them ihop has an account at these places like johnstone or whatever because they're such a big company uh so those maintenance guys go and buy equipment and they go and do all this work under a company like like that like a restaurant but they're not licensed they're not anything they just have a little experience because they know or they got trained on the job or they know somebody that does hvac and it happens 
Uh, Richie, just finish loading the truck. I'm going to do the same as well. Um, I really appreciate everybody who's still here. We've been running a god-awful long time. So I need to finish putting this back together. Uh, hopefully I can film this, film this for you in a nice video and you'll see it on the weekend. So please on your way out, remember to drop a like. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know. I, I will get to them when I can. Uh, same thing in our area. It's a bad thing in our industry. Um, I've mentioned it to a few guys and it seems like it's like that in a lot of places. So it is what it is. Uh, I, I like to do things the right way. I have my license, I have everything I need and I show it, you know, when I can. So I appreciate everybody for coming in. Um, and yeah, I'll have a, I have some videos coming out during the week and then I have the van tour on the weekend. So stay tuned for that. See you guys. If I can.